بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا now we begin with the first hadith which the author rahimahullah cited in his collection of narrations in Bulugh al-Maram the first hadith of course in the book of fasting and this is the hadith of Abi Huraira radiyallahu anhu قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تقدم رمضان بصوم يوم ولا يومين إلا رجل كان يصوم صوما فليصم Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said do not fast for a day or two days before Ramadan except a person who is in the habit of observing a particular fast he may fast on that day and this is agreed upon hadith Ramadan he means the month of Ramadan and from this we learn the permissibility to say Ramadan without saying Shahru Ramadan, the month of Ramadan. The exception here do not fast for a day or two days before Ramadan. The point of exception covers a man or a person who is in the habit of observing a particular fast. Then there is no harm. There is no harm. In the command of the Prophet ﷺ here, don't fast uh, for a day or two days before Ramadan. It tells that this is something which the Prophet ﷺ commanded not to do. Is this command a command of prohibition? Or is it a command in this case, is it meant to be for a nahi lil karaha, that this is disliked or detested? Some had said that the forbidden seer is for tahreem, that it is haram. And others said that it is lil karaha, that this is detested, disliked. Those who said that it is for tahreem said because the origin regarding forbiddance is for tahreem. So therefore accordingly if the person fasts a day or two before Ramadan then he will be sinful and his fasting would be rejected. And those who said that it is disliked also differed in this sense because it entailed that he is not sinful and his fasting is acceptable but there is a problem here how can we say it is acceptable even though it is detested because if it is detested then it is not considered obedience. And how could it therefore be acceptable when it is not obedience? And how could 
Also we say that it is acceptable when the Prophet said Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna Whoever does something which is not in accordance with our matter will have it rejected. So therefore we conclude with affirmation that his fasting is rejected. So this is what is apparent. That the forbidden seer is for tahreem. Of course there is the exception for the one who may have a habit. Now, someone may ask why there is this forbiddance. The scholars, rahimahumullah, mentioned the following. That this is an order, meaning not to fast for a day or two before Ramadan. That is because in order to motivate him to fast the month of Ramadan. Second, it is said that this is to separate between that which is fard obligatory and that which is nafil optional. That is because if he continues to the obligatory, connects the nafil with the fard, then there would be no separation, no distinction. That's why we know that it is forbidden, it is forbidden to fast the Eid. To fast the Eid. Why? So that there be a separation. And also we know that there is also, there came the prohibition not to perform the regular sunnah after the fard unless there is separation either in words or movement moving from the same place where the fard was done to a different place the third thing that the people of knowledge rahimahumullah had mentioned is to prevent excessiveness in worship and also so that the person who is going to fast, does not think that it is from Ramadan. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conditioned the obligation of fasting upon the seeing of the crescent. So these are the sayings of the scholars regarding the wisdom behind this prohibition. And the closest from these opinions is either the one caution against excessiveness or lest it is to be thought to be from Ramadan and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most high knows best from the benefits of this hadith is that it is permissible to fast beyond the mid of Sha'ban 
although there is a hadith that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if shaban reaches its mid then don't fast meaning beyond that however this hadith is weak irregular and either it would mean don't initiate fasting beyond the mid of Shaban but this would stand in opposition to the hadith we are talking about don't fast for a day or two days before Ramadan where it is understood that it is permissible to precede Ramadan by by more than a day or two you understand and this is from the reasons why this hadith itself being weak it is irregular also it is irregular from another angle if we say it is for continuity meaning that it don't fast intending continuity this would be opposed by the action of the Prophet because he used to fast most of Shaban except for a few days so therefore the hadith when Shaban or don't fast beyond the mid of Shaban then this is weak this is ba'if and irregular. From the benefits of this hadith is the preservation of the limits of sharia. That is because the prohibition as to not to fast for a day or two before Ramadan lest someone stands up and says I will fast as a precaution this is exceeding the limits how could you take precaution regarding a matter which Allah had limited and specified when he said in the Quran فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْهُ other witnesses the month then let him fast the next benefit Whenever there is an apparent cause that clarifies what the legislator intends, then due to that cause, a prohibition can be eliminated how this is understood do not fast for a day or two days before Ramadan what did he say وسلم, except you see that except a person who's in the habit of observing a particular fast so therefore if he has a habit 
then this eliminates the possibility that he is making the fasting out of caution. You understand? Is this clear? Yeah, alhamdulillah. Just like the, uh, another parable to this. The forbiddens, the forbiddens, okay, with this example it will be clear also. The forbiddens to pray during the times when prayer is prohibited, the forbidden times of the day. You see that? There are times which are forbidden to pray, isn't it? However, if there is a cause, if there is a cause which the Sharia permitted, then the prohibition is lifted. Right? Like, for example, the two raka'ah upon entering the masjid. They can be performed even during the prohibited times. You understand? The next benefit. Whoever has a habit of fasting, then he is not prevented from fasting from fasting the day or two before Ramadan. And this has the following forms to it. It is from his habit to fast on Monday and Thursday. And it happens that Monday or Thursday before Ramadan a day or two before Ramadan. So we say fast and there is no prohibition on you. Is that clear? The second thing. It is from his habit to fast three days from each month. Then he became for a reason or another such that he was in the situation where there is only a day or two left for him to finish the three days of the month. Then he can fast them. A day or two before Ramadan. Is this also clear? Another situation. He may still have some make-up days from the previous Ramadan, then he completes even a day or two before the month of Ramadan. Is that clear? If he makes a vow, like for example, if such and such person comes, then he will fast. And that person comes a day or two before Ramadan then he can fast to fulfill his vow. Clear? Is this also clear? In all of these situations we have mentioned, therefore, there is no harm upon the person to fast 
the 29th of Sha'ban or the 30th of Sha'ban as preceded. What about if he fasts a general voluntary fast without a cause? Can he fast these days? A day or two? The answer is no. What about if he fasts these days with the intention of Ramadan as caution? Or maybe it's Ramadan, right? Why shouldn't I fast? No. Also from the benefits we learn from this hadith that there are from the habits those that have influence on legal rulings. Clear? Yes, also, fast of Dawood, yes. That's a habit. Yes. This brings the end of the discussion on this hadith. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for all of you. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa taslimin kathira.